After an accident, minutes matter. Your words and actions matter even more. You need help, and you need it now. This is David vs. Goliath, brought to you by Dolman Law Group Accident Injury Lawyers, a boutique firm with a reputation for going head-to-head -head with the insurance company giants and putting people over profits. Thanks for joining us. This is an episode from our back catalog, so the episode numbers and firm name may have changed. But this is quality information, so instead of scrapping them, we decided it was more important to make sure you still had access. Enjoy the episode, and listen to new episodes of David vs. Goliath at dolmanlaw.com. Welcome to another episode of the Sidley Dolman Guy podcast. I'm Matt Dolman here with my partner, Stan Guy. Yeah, welcome. And today I think we're going to talk a little bit about some human trafficking and some of the stuff that goes on. You know, it's kind of a timely issue now because we got the Super Bowl here in Tampa. And I think it's pretty well known that wherever the Super Bowl goes and guys with money go, mm -hmm. you tend to have a spike in guys who are involved in sex trafficking and I mean, sex trafficking itself. Uh, I mean, this is an issue that always goes on. It's not, you know, the Super Bowl brings a little bit more scrutiny to the Tampa area and the last Super Bowl in Miami, there was over uh, 40 individuals that were arrested, and they recovered four women or girls who were under the age of 18. But it, and it comes to light just because it's like the traveling roadshow of the Super Bowl, and it brings in a lot of individuals who have money. And you know, after hours, men will be men. And you, what you have to worry about is these it, – it's the old adage. You, when you see it, when you see something, say something. You know, What do you need to look for? What are the signs of sexual trafficking that uh, your average con person might not be aware of? Well, okay, you got and you got to separate different things. There is a sex industry in Tampa that's legal, sure. not yeah, selling yeah. sex, but adult establishments, things like this. Look, there's nothing wrong with that. You may have your own moral or ethical opinion about it, but from a legal and actionable standpoint, that's fair game. That's sure. business, okay. Mm -hmm. Just consenting adults. You know. Exactly. What we're talking about is something completely different, okay? And you, a lot of people think that sex trafficking is limited to minors, and it's not. No, okay. not at all. You get adults, you get adult women, and even some men that get caught up in scenes where they can't get out of either threats of physical violence, drug addiction, mm -hmm. or, or physically constraining people in the worst circumstances. Some of these people get marked with tattoos, they get branded, and sure. are essentially become property of a pimp. Mm -hmm. And you got to watch for these things. I mean, yeah, you see them get groomed and recruited into the uh, industry or you know the solicit industry, if you will, by promises that you're going to have a better life and that you know financial opportunities. And what you find is individuals who wind up getting addicted to drugs get cut off from the outside world. They restrict the ability to communicate with their friends and loved ones. And then next thing you know, they're just they're wrapped up into it and they don't know how to leave and escape. There's, you know, there's intimidation, threats of violence against family members, and it just it it becomes they're they're stuck. They don't have another option. Well, exactly. They get stuck. And then what happens is you've got people that operate on the fringes of these legal industries. Mm -hmm. Hey, you've got that guy who's gonna sit in the legal club. Watch for someone they think's getting a little too inebriated, a little too drunk, and then walk over and try to make the the deal or talk to that person and take advantage of them. What you got to look at is this is a huge, huge money making industry. Sure, and in many of these uh, motels that we're currently targeting, um, they're complicit. You know, it's uh, 
I'm not saying they necessarily endorse it, but they know what's going on. It's almost a course of doing business to them. It's a cost rather, and they ignore it. You know, and one of the, we'll go over several criteria, but one of the things we often look for is reservations that are made in cash without an ID, individuals coming and going from a room um, at weird hours and, and constant tra foot traffic going in and out of that room, up to 15, 20 women staying in like maybe two or three rooms in a block and no room checks are occurring at that motel for weeks upon a time. And it, even worse is, you know, what we see is these, uh, oftentimes the motels will be located adjacent to, or if in close proximity of an adult entertainment establishment, a strip club, if you will. And this is, this is where the girls go after hours and often will turn tricks. Absolutely. And there's a difference between privacy, which mm -hmm. we all expect at a hotel. Okay. You expect when you check in, you're minding your own business and turning a blind eye. Okay. There are certain motel and hotel change, which have almost had policies on a nationwide basis that would promote these kind of activities. And in specific, there was one motel chain. I'm I, I, don't want to mention their name, but several years ago got in trouble for bonusing their managers if they could get over a hundred percent occupancy. Well, the only way you're getting over a hundred percent occupancy is turning a room more than one time in a day. Sure. Okay. Why would you do that? Yeah, How many it? people get go to the hotel and say, you know what, I just want to hang out for a few hours in the room here. I don't need it for the night. Yeah, and they're, you're doing that for one of several reasons, but usually to engage in uh, sexual activity. Yeah. It Whether it's illicit or you're cheating on your spouse and you're trying to find a motel to go hang out in the middle of the day, there's a reason why you're using a room for a very short period of time. And again, that's the, uh, you, you got to kind of observe the totality of circumstances. And if, if you're not careful as a, you know, as a hotel worker, as part of management, you, you need to not turn a blind eye to these activities. You need to be very alert and astute as to what might be going on behind the scenes. It's the same sort of thing that I don't know about you, but okay. I lived in some apartment complexes mm -hmm. when I was in college. Okay. And you didn't have to know everyone in the complex to know what went on in certain apartments in the complex. Sure. You had the nausea. I think that guy's the one that's slinging drugs. Okay. Yeah, you, you know that, you know which you apartment it, uh, it is. And it's, and it's not because you dug into their stuff. It's because you just didn't turn a blind eye. You, you used your common sense. Yeah. The constant foot traffic going up and you know, the aroma. Exactly. And it's the, the same thing. The smell. Yeah. With, with ho hotels and motels, you don't have to investigate, but when it becomes obvious, when it becomes the kind of stuff you can pick up just by being there, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it because someone's just paying that daily rate in the room. Okay. If you've got underage girls, if you've got young girls in a room, if if you've got a room with a lot of foot traffic and, you know, housekeeping goes in and removes a large number of condoms in the morning. Okay. Use condoms. You can't pretend like you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You are facilitating this. You are giving the human trafficker a place to conduct his business. And without that place, he's got no business. Yeah. More often than not, they're not going to actually clean the rooms. There's no room check for long periods of time. They know that. Why are they not checking on the rooms? But, and, and that should tell you something. Something's wrong up there. That's it. A hundred percent. And when you think this is an absolute necessary part of the progress. Okay. There is no way... You can go and have, uh, you know, traffic a human without a place to do it, okay? This involves some sort of sexual contact. Mm -hmm. You need a location. If you hit the hotels, if we sue the motels, if we make them pay, make it cost more to do this than they make off of it, suddenly you eliminate the location. You eliminate the financial incentive for the hotel and motel, and you sort of turn the tides on this stuff. And I say that, you know, they're held to a higher standard now. I don't know if under the law, but... 
I would assume juries will hold them to a higher standard based on the proliferation of these amount of cases that are being prosecuted and number of civil lawsuits out there. And uh, these ho- the hotel staff members are being trained. And obviously, if you see something, say something and what they should look out for. And based on the amount of cases that are out there and the education is being received and the training being received and the safety protocols in place at these motel hotel chains, you would assume that they have knowledge of this. And they're even worse is that they're complicit in this. Right. And you, I'm going to tell you what, okay. You want to talk about a jury dynamic, okay? Because a lot of stuff with what we do, okay, if you don't settle the claim, you end up in front of a jury and you've got six people that tell you what a claim is worth. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's a completely different dynamic when you've got a little old lady who accidentally rear-ended someone and is very sorry, but just wants to pay for what they owe versus a rich motel owner who's been profiting off of exploiting sex trafficking. Okay, the yeah. dynamics, the feeling of the jury, the numbers they throw out at you are completely different. Okay, and that's what we do. We yeah, I mean, when you're dealing with a normal back and neck injury case, and it's very homogenous, and you can't, you know, the person walks and talks and acts normal. You can't tell if they have a minor traumatic brain injury or they have a slip disc that was caused by the accident. Maybe that slip disc was there beforehand. Maybe it's part of their age. Maybe it's a normal degeneration process in their spine. Everyone that juries had back or neck issues, those are more difficult in front of a jury than, the, you know, your sex trafficking case where you have individuals, often minors, that were sexually exploited, as you just said. Right, because initially, okay, the jury is mad. When they start hearing about it, they get pissed, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't like that this goes on. I don't like that it goes on. And that sort of emotion in a jury is what drives verdicts. They like to do what's right. And these cases are fantastic, okay? And, and as you know, Matt, we've been starting to target these cases a little bit more uh, in the recent years, because it started to happen more. Mm-hmm. And if anybody, you know, if anybody that's listening to this knows of someone who's being exploited, uh, give them our name, give them our number, call sure. us, because this is the stuff we would love. To- I don't want people, you know, individuals who are listening to this to be confused about the fact it's not just limited to your typical motels that are uh, located, again, adjacent or in close proximity to a strip club. This happens at high-end hotels as well, just a little bit less common, but you'll see high-end escorts with their uh, pimp or their John, the individual bringing them in that uh, is paying by cash with lack of ID. And they're just turning, they just want to book the room, especially right now with COVID and the amount of vacancies they have. They're just looking to turn over a room. That's true. And then the other thing we, we want to mention about this is a ton of this business occurs on the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the, so they groom these individuals. Well, and that's where they're putting ads out there. You mm-hmm. know, the, this ad for an escort, this ad for a date. Okay. I will tell you this. There, there's one thing, okay. And as a guy, you know, you've you've been out, you've done things, you've begun from eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Okay, at any point in time, if you've dated a younger girl, okay, if you, hey, when you were seventeen, your girlfriend was sixteen. At some point, you turned eighteen and you were dating a seventeen-year-old. Okay, and there's a little window where this stuff is a, is is somewhat okay. You're right. But you as an adult, okay, if you're sitting here as a 32 or 35-year-old man and you see some little girl who appears to be 18 years old, you better be sure. Because I'm going to tell you, there is no excuse for getting involved with a minor. Yeah, you I mean, cannot say she showed me a false ID. You cannot say yeah, she- And the law considers that strict scrutiny. Strict liability. Yeah. You absolutely, there is no excuse. Mm-hmm. So anyone, you know, as a guy that, that looks at this, if anyone sees any of this, you go to jail for a long, long time if you get involved with an underage girl. No two ways about it. 
And that's what a lot of this sex trafficking is. It involves underage girls. You go to jail for a long time. Just look. I mean, here in town, in the last month, Chad Chronister put up a board with, what was it, 40, 45 jobs? I saw that. I forgot what it was called. Operation something. It's the latest task force they had to tackle sexual trafficking in the area. Yeah. Sexual exploitation. Exactly. And that was at least 45 guys in the area just now. So this is a rampant business. It's something that's going on on a lot. And this isn't legal analysis. That's shocking being that how many, there's plenty of women out there that are older than 25 you can go do the same thing with. Well, you're right. It's, but it's, it's some, there's something about a certain element of guy that will pursue that. And let me tell you what. We'll go after that. You know, we can make claims against anybody who has sexually exploited a minor, mm-hmm. who has a human traffic or is it, who has participated in human trafficking. If they've got money and they've profited from it, we can make a claim against them and go get the money back and try to help some of these victims. Yeah, no two ways. About it. I mean, it's going to be easier against the, um, you know, the hotel conglomerates that own these motel chains. Uh, than going after the individuals themselves. But uh, yeah, no one's immune to these lawsuits. Well, understand that, you know, when you go after individuals, okay, you know, if they own a house, their homeowner's insurance most of the time covers them for negligence outside mm-hmm. of the house. So a lot of times these people are walking around with coverage and they don't, you know, and, be, and a lot of times it just, they don't think about it that, yeah, this is an actionable claim with insurance coverage to pursue. I mean, yeah, this is, uh, and, and always think about the fact this is someone's daughter. Yeah, everyone. It's some- It's not just limited to women. I mean, it's men too, but it's 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 so much child. It's true. And as we you know, as we approach Super Bowl, okay, Super Bowl attracts money, and money attracts. Yeah, that's the game. People are just in town to be seen and part of the scene and part of the parties. And uh, even with COVID going on, it's still going to happen. So what you find is because you know the people who work in the industry, the people who are, who are exploiting. Women, they know this is the area to come to because people with money will be here. I imagine with COVID, we're going to see a little less foot traffic in town with with the Super Bowl than we would otherwise, but it's still going to be ripe for this type of activity. Oh, there's still be a lot of individuals coming to town this weekend. So, Matt, next week. You know, what, I know everyone who's listening to us probably knows where to find us, but what's the best phone number if anyone wants to give us a call to either ask questions about this, let us know that any of the you know any of this stuff is going on, or really, you know, talk to us about a claim they've got concerns on. Yeah, I mean, you can reach us first off on the internet at www.dolmanlaw.com, which the website's a great resource for all phases of personal injury and civil trial litigation. We have a blog that's updated uh, three to four times a week. Uh, with over 4,000 pages presently on that website. It's, it's, it's actually almost too much content. You can reach us uh, via phone, uh, 727-451-6900 is our local number, or toll-free at 833-55-CRASH. But before we wrap this up, I also want to mention that this is not just limited to sexual trafficking. I mean, we often see uh, labor trafficking occurring at these very same, and because we're talking about motels and hotels, and oftentimes the housekeeping uh, staff are brought in, they're und- undocumented workers, and they're brought in through agencies, and the motel or hotel staff, or the hotel company rather, thinks that they're immune from prosecution. They know that they're cutting corners. They know the agency's cutting corners to bring these undocumented individuals in, and they're getting paid less than minimum wage. And you know, it's almost like almost forced slavery. Well, it is forced slavery, and I can. You, you got into this, and I've heard some anecdotal situations where what will happen is, let's say, guys who are human traffickers mm-hmm. will sit there and they'll find people, let's say, in Mexico. 
Yep. And hey, who wants to come to America? I can get you there. Yeah, I'll promise you a better life. You promise you a better life, promise you all this. And then when they come, they they literally on the front end have these people sorted out. Oh, this is a pretty girl. She's going to go into this trade. Mm-hmm. This person doesn't have any traction in the sex And they trade. have to work off their debt they owe to what's called a mule, the person who brought them over. So now they're in debt and they have to pay off that debt when they're making a lot. Sometimes, especially forced labor, less, take away the sexual trafficking element. These individuals are often being paid less than a minimum wage, which means they are never able to actually pay off the debt and live on their money they're making. They are absolutely. So, so it creates a system where they're forever indebted. I didn't mean to yeah, cut you oh, off. No worries. We got, but that's exactly it. They they put these people in two buckets, either going to work the sex trade or going to work the labor trade. And what you'll find is certain, and, and a lot of it is predominantly service industry, like cleaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's the restaurant industry. They'll attempt to circumvent the wage and hour laws by providing free room and board. Mm-hmm. along with the job. And what you'll find is you've got 20 people who are illegal in the country all holed up in one house, and then they're being paid $20 a day to work somewhere. Uh, it, it, it's it's human trafficking in a different form. Yeah, I mean, they could never afford to escape that home because they, they cannot pl- pay for a place to live, let alone, you know, three. you can't afford three hots in a cot. Right. On the twenty dollars a day, and also pay back the debt that you owe to the mule. It, it, it exactly. It's, it's it's like what was it? it indentured servant. You are an indentured servant. That's essentially what it is, and that's actionable as well. Okay, you've got claims against. And you're undocumented, so these individuals feel like they're off the grid and they can't afford to even make a claim against them. Undocumented, and, and let me tell you what, Matt. Then let you bring that up. Does it matter if you're not a documented immigrant, if you need to make a claim? Because we in this area have had several claims I've handled for people who, when they came to the office, were worried because they didn't have a no, social security not, number. It, and you know the end. It does not affect the claim at all. Absolutely. So even if you're someone who's here illegally, and even if you're someone who doesn't have a social security number, don't think that you need to be hesitant to make this claim just because you've done a little something wrong or you yeah, got- if, if you're in that situation right now- um, and you feel scared, you're nervous, you do not know how to escape the situation, just give us a call and we'll put you in touch with the right people so that you're able to, uh, you know, we, we can we can help you with the situation, alleviate your concerns, get law enforcement involved and uh, get you out of what is really going to be a terrible situation long term. Absolutely. You're not stuck. No. And even if you're not legal in the country, you're absolutely not stuck. That should have no bearing on your decision on what to do with this because we can handle that. I mean, you still have specific inalienable rights that you are guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. It's due process. And it's just, it's awful. It, it is. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Sibley Dolman Guide podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Stan. I appreciate you coming out today. Absolutely. Anytime. This episode of David versus Goliath is over, but your journey is just getting started. To share your story with us, visit dolmanlaw.com. That's D-O-L-M-A-N-Law.com. Or call 866-965-6242. The insights and views presented in David vs. Goliath are for general information purposes only and should not be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. The information presented is not a substitute for consulting with an attorney. Nor does tuning into this podcast constitute an attorney-client relationship of any kind. Any case result information provided on any portion of this podcast should not be understood as a promise of any particular result in a future case. Dolman Law Group. Big firm results. Small firm personal attention.